0: This podcast has been brought to you by the Innis Herald, the student-run newspaper of the Innis College. Hello, and welcome to the first episode of the Ennis Herald podcast. This is Catherine, our online editor of the Innis Herald and chief podcast producer of, well, the Innis Herald podcast. This year, the Ennis Herald welcomes a new host of Math to Head editors and junior editors. We also have a brand new host lineup for the podcast. Yupeng and Marty, who will be our junior editors for this year, are also hosting. Occasionally, we will also have Yash, our editor-in-chief. Later in the episode, Yash and I are going to interview Karen, our acting principal, and discuss about what that role means for the NS College. But to learn more about her, her hobbies, her studies in computer science, as well as her love of D&D, make sure to stay tuned for the rest of this episode. But first, I would like to officially welcome our junior editors for the podcast, Marty and Peng, as well as our junior online
1: editor, Emma. Welcome, guys! Hi everyone, I'm Hu I'm a a junior podcast producer this year. Nice to meet you all.
2: Hello, I'm Marty. I'm also a, a junior podcast producer.
1: Hi everyone,
3: my name is Emma. I am a junior online editor and a guest in my very first podcast. So we,
0: we welcome all of you. And really, for this episode, I just wanted to take the time to introduce all of you because all of you are basically brand new to the Mass Hat, if I not had said that already. But today, we're just going to chill and sort of get a chance to get to know each other. And for those who are listening, to have a better understanding of what's it like to be junior editors and so on. So, Hupeng, I'll let you take over from now.
1: Okay, thanks, Catherine. So, uh, I just prepared uh, a few questions that let you guys know more about ourselves. So uh, I'll just start by introducing more about myself. So my name is Hu I'm a first year MA student in cinema studies. And uh, I'm a, as I mentioned, I'm a junior podcast producer. My favorite food, I love uh, chocolate ice cream. And I chose Inis Hurried because I feel like most I've I've been studying in the class is more film theories, more theoretical stuff. So I want to get more practical experiences. What did uh, what I found most appealing uh, appealing about Inis Hurried is the that definitely our family members, and um, my favorite place at U of T, or the place I've been most, I, I i wouldn't say I really love the place. It's definitely Roberts. spend all my weekend there. And uh, three words to describe myself, uh, passionate, outgoing, um, and friendly. <laughs> three words to describe uh, in this hurry. Oh, that's a huge question. So uh, I would also use the word passionate. Friendly, I would say go oriented. The event I like to focus across campus uh, is about the red residence issue because I've read an article uh, before. Uh, before I joined uh, in the survey, I read an article about the residence issue during winter break. Like a lot of students, they don't find place to live because uh, the the red residence buildings are. Uh, are all shut down. So I really think that kind of brings uh, many students to like a homeless, like so-called like quote-unquote homeless condition. And um, well, uh, what I like to get from uh, Anis Hered is the connections with people from uh, different, uh, with different like social, cultural, and academic backgrounds. I love networking with people and also the more uh Sophisticated ideas about our social events. And I'll pass it on to Marty.
2: Okay. I am, uh, my name is Marty. Um, I, I am a first year student studying, uh, well, I'm planning on going into a physics specialist. I'm the junior podcast, produ- or I'm one of the junior podcast producers at the Herald, which means that I'm mostly uh, focused on the technical, production of the show, as well as uh, the, I'm occasionally, such as right now, I'm occasionally a host on the episode. That's kind of the reason I got involved in The Herald, is because I'm interested in the production side of audio. I'm a huge fan of audiobooks and podcasts. I've also worked on podcasts in the past, and I love that kind of production. I think it's very interesting and satisfying, and I have experience with it. So I thought it would be good to keep that hobby of mine going in university. In terms of what I find most enjoyable now that I'm a member of the team here, I think it's a really great environment. You guys are all very friendly with each other, which is really uh encouraging. My my favorite food. Maybe this is a bit controversial. I know a lot of people don't like this food, but I am a big fan of sushi. Oh yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) Controversial? What I don't know.
1: I I I like sushi
2: too. Recently I've been talking to people the last two people, they were like, eh, "I don't like raw fish." I don't. But understand. sushi
0: people is more don't... than fried. right? There. It's more <laughs> than, you know what I mean? How is that? it's like yeah. rice and avocado, like the California roll. That's not exactly.
2: anyway, I but I do like sashimi too. So you know that is just straight up raw fish. Where is my favorite place at U of T? I also like Robarts. I think it's a great study space, but. My personal favorite spot, even though I haven't been here a lot, is I like the Philosopher's Walk. I think it's a really cool park in the center uh, of the campus. One of the things that I think I like most about it is a lot of city parks, they feel very manicured almost, especially like if you go to New York, you go to Central Park. It's doesn't, it doesn't feel natural. It's so designed. It just doesn't feel like you're in nature. And Philosopher's Rock to me is very, it's not really like it doesn't feel uh, designed. It's its very, it reminds me of an, an actual forest or something like that. So it's a very comforting spot on campus for me. Uh, if I were to describe myself in three words, uh, oof, I don't know, that's a tough one. I think that the three words is is hard to boil down everything I, I think about myself into just that, that little of a sentence. So I don't know. Same kind hmm. of thing with the Innes Herald. But an event I'd like to focus on around campus. I hear a lot about different semi-formal events and dances like that that are hosted by the Innes College, and I'm looking forward to those. And what would I like to get from the Innes Herald? I definitely think uh, I'm looking forward to deepening my knowledge about audio editing and broadcast production and that kind of thing. And I'm looking forward to uh, getting involved with the community, that kind of thing, you know.
3: Yeah, cool. So. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks, Marty. Right. Yeah, now we have Emma. Hi, everyone. <laughs> um, as I mentioned before, my name is Emma. Um, I'm in my second year now, actually, at U of T, um, and I'm doing a health and disease specialist. My position at the Innes Herald is a junior online editor, so I get to help out Catherine a lot with that. Um, my favorite food... I have a lot of favorite foods, but if I had to choose one, it would probably be this sort of like Vietnamese style, like fried chicken. It's really good. It has like a really nice, like it's a bit spicy. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just so good. You know, it's just hits the spot. Um, and I chose to join Innes Herald uh, this year because last year I was actually like a really like avid reader of like the Innis Herald so like whenever the paper would come like it would be like dropped off like at our suite right so I would like open it and I would like want to read it and I actually kept like a few of the issues from like last year so yeah I really loved it um and so yeah when I was looking into the Innis Herald this year then I was like oh I should apply because I found it really fun to read last year my favorite place I've been at U of T. I've been to Robarts a lot too, but I don't want to say Robarts all three of us have answered. <laughs> I feel like everyone's basically. saying Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I, I will say, I will say that the Innis College Library. The first time I went there was, I thought it was so cute. It's like really, like quaint, really small, and a bit, kind of like a cozy vibe. Um, just a really good place to like get some like quiet, like studying done. Next question is. Three words to describe yourself or your MBTI. Um, I think I took an MBTI test like a while ago, and I was like INFJ hmm. or something. I don't exactly remember, but I think that matches up because I, I think of myself as more like of an introverted person.
1: So I think it's it's
2: it's pretty I think accurate. I also yeah, um, an INFJ or an INTJ or something
1: am uh, um, <laughs> oh yeah nice
3: catherine do you know um, your i did it like
0: 2 years ago i just know i don't even remember the combination <laughs> but i just i just <laughs> knew it was like something <laughs> along the lines of like defender or like um like a combination of like an introvert and an extroverted but like also a widely spoken. I don't know. I'm all over the place. I think it's, like an E N J so
3: I'm saying I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean I guess you have like a general mm-hmm. idea. Kind of remember. Yeah. Um where was I? I guess three words to describe Innes Harold. I would say um personable, like very just like open and like friendly, welcoming. Um also like pretty chill. Like I remember at our last like in-person meeting, I just met everyone and everyone is just like super chill, super cool. Um, Also like pretty expressive and creative. And that's what I really like about it, too. Um, An event I'm focusing on across campus. I guess not like an across campus thing, but like if I think about like here at the residence, we have like our housewide events. um, And one's coming up is on like journaling. So it's sort of like just like a chill, like journaling session and sort of, I guess, mindfulness as well, which is really nice, um, really helps during midterm season. And what I'd like to get from Ennis Herald, I'd like to learn more about just website editing in general, online editing, um, and also podcast production. Because this is, as I said, my first podcast that I've ever participated in. Um, and it's super cool. So
1: I'd like to learn more about that. Cool. Thanks, Emma. And lastly, we have Catherine.
0: Thank you, Hopang. These questions are fantastic. Um, Well, my name is Catherine. I am a fourth year, but I don't really... It's not a fourth year that you know. It's technically the four out of five uh, year for me. Um, So my program is political science. That's my major. I also... Specialized, not specialized. I am minor, but in my head, I specialize in history and writing and rhetoric. I am also like the president of a club called Accessibility Awareness Club at UFT, and part of different committees. But essentially, I, you know, I do. I like keeping myself busy. Um, So when I was given a chance to be the online editor uh, two years ago, um, I was really excited. I wasn't really sure if I should do it because I was only doing a few, like, website designs at the time and I was only managing my own blog. But um, after working for another a Canadian organization um, that required me to have that knowledge... Um, it gave me enough confidence to run the Herald's website, so I do appreciate being the online editor. Um, last year, though, I started being the podcast editor, and having hosting a podcast was really a big project that me and the other um, junior editors and I thought was important to do. Because, you know, it's just a way to make the Herald more accessible to everybody. It's really just what I try to do. Uh, If I were to do about my favorite food, my favorite food is called plantain. Or it could be considered the cousin of the banana. It's not a banana, but it looks like one. It's a lot older and much longer banana. You also don't eat it raw. You have to cook it. (laughs) Um, Either you boil it. Which is what an option I try not to do, but most of the time I'm frying it, or you just have it in chip form, which is what I have right now, and I really, really it's like it. fully work.
2: I, you want yeah. to sprinkle that in the mic, just so we get a little sound effect.
0: Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I like I like having the the chips. It's a nice little. Fine, no. But other than that, I just love all kinds of food. I love Chinese food, Jamaican food, Haitian food, American food. I love it all. Um, why I chose the Herald? Well, the thing was, I wanted to write for the Varsity in my first year because, you know, it's the big newspaper on campus. But then I realized how competitive it is to pitch something um, at the varsity because people they send out a pitch list every every week and they publish every week so you're like trying to like you know grab a pitch before it's taken and every time I try to grab it people just steal it before I could even like offer a good pitch and so I was frustrated by that, and so when I heard that the NNS he- college had its own newspaper, and that they publish every two months, I was like, "Perfect! I can like take my time. I can pitch, and it's more of a relaxed environment." Which is why I have stayed with it for the longest that I've had been. I think the most thing I enjoy about the Herald as being part of either contributing and you know being part of the masthead. Is simply the tea. (laughs) I feel like the Herald is so (laughs) exciting. There's always something happening. There's always something either going wrong or something that is, you know, like a new use or just, you know, the little things that, People do in the production that it just keeps it busy. That it just keeps it very exciting. It's never a dull moment, especially as online editor. I always receive comments by people. And, you know, the amount of, like, uh, comments... Well, there's not a lot, but, like, there will be a few comments that are just kind of weird and creepy and others that are just kind of, like, you know, sweet and nice. But uh, I get to see what the community is saying about the articles, and sometimes they can be kind of, you know, crazy. So I always share it with the rest of the team whenever I find something interesting to share. Um, If I were to say what was my favorite place um originally it would have been king Kawas circle as in like the green space that is no longer there because of this construction however my new favorite spot is uh heart house uh they have like a little cafe at the in the basement called the arbor room if you ever go there it's a nice quiet space nobody really goes there um they serve food and coffee um it's very brand new renovated so it's also really nice to be in and it's just a nice little spot in between the east and west side of campus when you're like traveling to go to like new college or trying to get to victoria college and you're just like on the other side and so you don't want to have to stay in one spot so it's a nice spot it's a nice meeting space and i really like it um but yeah, I don't know. I describe myself as creative, I guess funny, and reserved. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I have too many things to say about myself. I could write an entire essay, but I, I don't know. I think those three will be enough. But yeah, if there's anything I would like to get from Danish Herald, I'm not really sure. But other than, you know the experience just the experience i do appreciate it so yeah thank you hebang this is going to be the official first episode, but yeah mm-hmm. i hope you guys enjoyed this segment of the podcast stay tuned for a second segment where we're going to be interviewing our acting principal karen um with me will be yash our editing in chief But before we move on to the next segment, we have some news. The Inner Herald podcast is open for contributed interviews. Have you contributed to the Herald? Short stories, articles, illustrations, or video content? Well, you have an opportunity to have your moment of fame by being interviewed on the podcast, starting with a read description of your work before an official interview by one of our editors. Of course, if you are shy but still want to have your work on the podcast, you can still apply to be showcased, where one of our podcast team will showcase your work on your behalf. In other news, The NS Herald is still open for video pitches. Video pitches include video essays, short films, and animation. To stay updated on all news regarding The NS Herald and The NS Herald Podcast, follow us on Instagram at The Ennis Herald. welcome to the second half of episode one of the Inner Herald podcast. Once again, I'm Katherine, one of your hosts for this podcast. I'm also here with my co-host, Yash.
4: Hey Innes, I'm Yash Kumar Singhal, and I have the honor of being the editor-in-chief of the Innes Herald this year. I'm really excited to be here and you will probably see me, or, or rather hear me, um, making cameos on here in future episodes too. In today's episode, Catherine and I are in conversation with the wonderful Karen Reid, the acting principal of Innes College for this year, who I got to work with quite a bit while planning orientation over the summer.
0: For me, it's a pleasure to meet you, Karen, for the first time as I'm looking forward to get to know you a bit
5: more through this interview. That's great. I'm thrilled to be a part of the Innes community now. So I'm really excited about meeting students. and and participating in all the INIS activities.
4: So we can get right into it and start off with our first question, which is very simple. What exactly is an acting principal, and um, <laughs> what duties will you be performing? That's great. That's a good question. People keep asking
5: me this all the time now. Uh, so uh, I, I don't know how well you're f- how familiar your s- listeners are to what a principal does. But the principal is kind of the, the head of the whole college. and is kind of in charge of all of the different aspects of the college from the residence to the student life portfolios to the uh, registrar and, and even things like facilities and all of the staff that involved in the college. So so what what that really means is that there's a lot of people who do all the real work and they they uh, report up to the principal level. And, and so the principal's job is to do a lot of the coordination and to and, and then lots of the fun things like
4: meeting right. and working
5: with students too. Now, an acting principal is somebody who's asked to step in while the current principal is on leave. So Charlie Kyle is the is the principal of Ennis College, and he's taking a, a well-earned uh, administrative leave this year, uh, it, but he will be back next year to continue his role as principal of Ennis College. So I'm kind of stepping in for the year to try to help – continue to run things smoothly here do you have any particular plans as being the principal for a year so i think it's interesting because as acting principal i'm really stepping in in a fairly temporary role and so uh, mostly i'm trying not to break anything that's my that's (laughs) uh, and that's a very flippant but uh what i'm really hoping to do is to continue making sure that some of the big projects that, that have been started at Innos and that Charlie's been spearheading uh, continue on. And um, I mean, personally, my, my big ambition is to meet as many students as possible and to uh, get to know some more about all of the different activities that students engage in outside of the classroom, because I spend most of my time inside the classroom and, and uh, working with students on coursework. And so this is a great opportunity for me to get to work with students in a different kind of capacity.
4: What is one thing that the initiates should know about you?
5: Mm, well, there's lots of things I, I imagine people would like to know about me. I, okay, so the most important thing that I want students to know about me is that I'm very approachable and I love talking to students and I would ho- really genuinely hope that students will stop me on the street and and if they recognize me and tell me that they're they're a student in this college or in in CN, I have to work on saying that um, and uh, and tell me what they're up to and what they're interested in.
0: Yeah, I think that's just what everybody needs to know. You know, to it's really important to have someone who can just you can just approach them and you know feel like you know because you know when you hear the title principal and I should know because my mother is a principal of a <laughs> epilepsy, uh, of a school so I I know that it can be very like hierarchical when people are like oh you have so much power and I don't want to touch talk to you but really it's just, just they're just people you know you can hang out with them um well and,
5: and I think that's the beautiful thing about about how the colleges work here at the University of Toronto, and and of course Innis College in, in particular, is that it's not a big hierarchy. There's there's a, you know it's a really close knit community, and and the staff and uh, faculty at Innis are really here for students. And there's not there's not that many of us, and I've gotten to know most of the staff over already in the last couple of months, and so I I think it's a It's a great place for students who want to find a home away from home. Here's some fun questions to stir the pot.
0: I've learned that you do some D&D.
5: Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I haven't done very much D&D, but my kids are very interested in it. And they got me interested. What I like about D&D is the storytelling aspects of it. And so they got me interested in some podcasts and some, well, they do a little more video. I like to listen to podcasts when I'm uh, walking outside and, or doing housework or something. So I've, been, I've listened to a few uh, D&D podcasts mostly the adventure zone. So I haven't played that much, but I'm, I'm pretty familiar and I have been known to buy dice for my kids.
4: <laughs> what are the hobbies and stuff that do you have? Like what does Kat V do for fun?
5: So I, I always say I have too many hobbies um, and I try not to participate in too many of them at one at one time. So I'll tell you about the ones that I'm currently involved in and then People can ask me later about other things that I've done in the past. But uh, my, my main activity in the winter is that I'm, I'm part of a curling team. And, and so I go to go play a curling game every week uh, with my husband and a couple of friends of ours. And we've been reasonably successful over the years. So we've been curling together for 20 years. And every now and then we do well enough that we'll win, uh, win the playoffs, but not so much in recent years i'm not as active now but i i really love music and have and play piano a little bit and so between that and my kids being interested in music and and musical theater we we love to go see shows so we we love going to see musical theater productions or or plays
0: it seems that you had a very interesting life actually that (laughs) just having your ability to play curling i wouldn't know I've always when I first came to Canada I like I saw curling and I was like, so sweeping is a sport. <laughs> I was just like so confused by the, the how you even move the puck across. But uh it seemed like a very interesting sport to get into and seems fun. It it's fun,
5: it's it's very social. It's just enough exercise to feel like you've gotten a little bit of exercise, but it's not super intensive. And uh, I really enjoy the people that we've uh, gotten to know through the, through the curling clubs. I grew up in Western Canada where it was much more popular. And even then, I didn't really start curling until I was an adult. So.
0: Now, you are also a computer sciences professor. Uh, what is one classroom story or anecdote that you can share with us?
5: Oh, do you want to hear a fun one is that what okay. you're aiming for um so so i I'll, i have to preface this a little bit this is where i get into my professor voice which is talking too much um, <laughs> but um i had a really fun experience several years back that i keep trying to replicate in my classroom and sometimes i have success at it and sometimes it doesn't work quite as well but one of the courses that i teach we we um teach it, one of the topics is network communication. So, so the idea is what, how does the operating system communicate, uh, send messages from one machine to, to another machine? And so in the process of that, I, during the class, I'll, I'll, I'll manipulate and write a little program that will, that will send message from, from one machine to, to another machine through this program. And so I'm showing the students this and, and uh, showing them both sides of it. So I'm, I, I have a very trivial little, it's, it's a very small program, trivial program that um, is, is kind of like a chat. Uh, so you can type a message in one side and it appears on in the, in the other side. And so I'm showing them both sides of it as I'm going. And, um, but the students can see the, the IP address of the computer so the, the location okay. of the computer uh, where it's running and I'm running it on one of the lab machines and they've covered, we've covered enough that. Uh, so what happened this, I mean, the first time it happened, it caught me by surprise and was really fun, but we were, I, I was showing them this and I was showing them step-by-step step so they could see where, how, how the messages were actually being transferred. And uh, it didn't work the way I expected. And, and so, uh, somebody said, wait a second, why did it do that? Students were really paying attention, or some students were really paying attention at that point in time. And I said, oh, I don't know. Um, I either hit something wrong, because I sometimes my brain and fingers aren't well aligned when I'm teaching, or somebody, and then I flippantly said, or somebody tried to connect, um, somebody else has tried to connect to this server that I was showing them. And So I I, but I figured it was probably just me. I probably just made some mistake. So I kept going. And then it happened again. And I said, oh, wait a minute, somebody else is trying to connect. And so then so then I I started the whole server again and said, okay, let's see what happens. And it was somebody in the room with their phone had connected to the to the server that when it was all displaying on the screen behind me. And the students just couldn't believe this was possible and so they all got out their, their phones and their, their laptops and started sending messages to the screen and I'm getting a little nervous because you never know what's going to happen in a, with a room full of students. Um, they figured out that they could like I'd already taught them enough that they knew how to connect to the server and so then I kept talking and trying to get in the kind of key points that I was trying to make with this with this uh, application, where the students were just ha- having all kinds of fun trying to figure out what they could do with this. And so fortunately, it was about the right time for a, for a break, like it was the evening class. And so it's about right time for, for a break. So I, I said, Okay, and I we were all laughing uh, and they caught me by surprise and uh, so then I, I shut it down to so that everybody could go on their break and a student put up their hand and they said can you keep it running <laughs> and so I out, okay <laughs> I was a little nervous about it but I started it up again and it, it's the it, it was really fun because it's the dumbest application it's there's nothing fancy about it. There's no, it was just straight text. They had to type everything to make it run, but yet it was it was kind of inspiring and fun. And I, I really think the students that term uh, understood that part of the network application better than than others. The funny thing is the next day, I was teaching exactly the same lecture to a different section. And I thought, well, what's going to happen? And so I tried to set it up a little bit to prompt somebody to to do it. And I I could see that there was somebody kind of laughing in the front row. And somebody from the previous night had come to class just to do this. And so we had a ball. It was really fun. I love it's those great. type of interactions, so they, they can make it a, a student's day. And it's, it's you know, I try to manufacture them when I can, but it's also so much fun when they happen just serendipitously where you can't predict. I love it when I can't predict what's going to happen next.
4: So before you were a professor and a principal at U of T, um, I think you were a student here too, right? Um, I
5: I did some graduate school here for some years before uh, getting a teaching position here.
4: Right. So, but I did not manage to finish that's... my
5: degree. So, so that's all for, or that's I don't know. Um, I don't know whether it's inspiring or depressing, but but uh, um, bit of both. Yeah.
4: Um, so maybe tell us something from your days as a student at U of T, um, or maybe why did you decide to stay in academia?
5: Uh, Well, I I decided to stay in academia because I love teaching. And uh, I think Catherine noted that in the past, I said my goal, my original goal was to be an elementary school music teacher. And so teaching was definitely something I've always enjoyed. Um, But what I really like about teaching at the university is that um, we're all adults. And so we get to engage in the material and in the topics and in in learning in in a different way and i I really enjoy i really enjoy working with uh, undergraduate students my time as a student here i'll i'll uh, pick on one thing that is probably not what you're thinking but but uh one of my big memories is uh one of my fellow grad students well i guess we kind of dared each other to to go (laughs) take a swimming class and so we got we came to the athletic center here in, in a stroke improvement type class and we both kept going and going until and so really enjoyed spending time at the athletic center I got to be a decent swimmer out of the deal too
0: yeah that sounds right you know you gotta take a break from working and oh
5: absolutely yeah I don't know if students are as aware of all the facilities that that they have available to them
0: no, like, I don't think so. It's part of a your student of,
5: fees. Yeah,
0: I think a lot of first years, they kind of like zero in on like one building or so and just stick
5: in that area
0: at least that's what I did I know (laughs) I have a friend who is in second year and she's never been to certain like heart house for example I'm like how have you not been there like it's like you gotta explore
5: Um, oh I think that's the best thing to do I really would love to see encourage students to Take a chance and you know, explore some of these beautiful buildings and Hard House is a is a great example. I always like walking through Knox College too, the Innes College with the <laughs> the green, I gotta get Innes in there. Yeah with the yeah, getting a
0: good catch. Now, this is coming from someone who obviously does not know anything about computer science. Could you describe
5: exactly is computer science? Like what it Sure, right? sure. Yeah, so so I mean, computer science is super popular right now, which is going to make it hard for people to take courses in computer science, computer science courses, if they're not already in the program, aside from aside from kind of our very first year program. The, the study of computer science is really the, the study of computing. So you can look at that from a bunch of different angles. From a theoretical angle, it's like, what can we compute so we can, we use various, uh, mathematical principles to look at uh, what what is computable and how do we how can we think about algorithms and computation in that form. That's not really the area I'm most involved with. So I'm more involved in the in the applications and in understanding how the how the operating system works. And so those are the kinds of courses that I like to teach the most. Is is kind of looking under the hood and seeing how how it all. What does it mean to actually run a program that is a question that I often ask my students. And so that's those that sort of there's um, kind of the theoretical underpinnings. And then there's the, the more mechanics and lower level understanding of, of the computer. And then and then around all of that are all of the things that you can do with programming and with computers. Artificial intelligence and neural networks are very popular right now. It, we use them all the time to the social implications of of computers and algorithms and artificial intelligence and and, uh, how computers are used and their uh, impact on the environment. So we, at the University of Toronto, we have a very large AI group that, and and my colleagues will Mm -hmm. wag their finger at me when I call it an AI group, because it's composed of multiple different and quite different groups within the artificial intelligence umbrella. Um, but the, it it has uh, fingers into or f- into medicine. So there's we have faculty who work on both bioinformatics and and other approaches of uh, to quantum to computing
4: to computing and chemistry. Can you tell us about a particular particularly interesting research project that you maybe read about or supervised or worked on yourself?
5: So so I'm a teaching stream faculty, which means that I don't have a, a research program. Uh, and, and so my job is primarily teaching undergraduate students, but one of the things that I have done over the course of my career, uh, not quite as much right now, but uh, quite a lot in the past is I liked working with students, or I love working <laughs> with students on, on projects. Uh, we, you can call them research projects, sometimes they, they don't look quite like a, a research project, But one of the things i've been very interested in is building tools for education and so Mm -hmm. the the primary tool that i've been involved in in building is we call it marcus and it's a tool to help uh, students submit assignments and uh, tas and instructors to grade assignments uh, electronically and we've been working on this uh this tool for now about um It's at least 13 years I keep losing track uh, of how long, how long we've been working on it and uh, I'm no longer really the lead on it anymore, Uh, the we have another faculty member David Liu who's who's really the lead um, faculty member on it i've kind of stepped away from it, Uh, but I was there when we uh, was the person who got it off the ground and and running and. so it's a, it's a tool that we use in the classroom and with many of our courses, in fact, I think most of the computer science courses rely on Marcus as a, a tool to help the course move ahead smoothly. Um, but over the years, uh, we've had, well, I used to always say more than 250. Now I've lost track once David started supervising students, but we've had more than 250, probably closer to 300 students who have worked on Marcus over the years and contributed to making this tool that students use and on a daily basis and what i like about that is that uh, not only do we have a great tool that we can use in the classroom but right. students also get to get some experience working on a software system that is a real software system with real users it's a large code base and so we're really careful about what gets pushed into production and so it's kind of a win-win situation because we get, we get to build a, something that's useful for our students, and we can help students learn about things that will be valuable to them when they go off on their careers. That's really
4: exciting. I mean, giving the students the like, work experience, but also keeping them in that like, academia and classroom all at once. No. Yeah, it's
5: been really, it's been a really fun. I'm very proud of that project, even though I'm not very uh, engaged with it at the moment. We eventually got to a point where it got large enough and um, uh, critical enough to our operations that we were able to hire a, a full-time programmer who oh. works on that application plus some others.
4: you've been really wonderful and just before we cap this off because this is known for its cinema studies program i kind of have to ask what's one movie you really enjoyed watching or what's what's your favorite movie right now
5: oh my favorite movie i love watching movies i have a group of friends who go to the film festival every year oh okay i've got two one (laughs) is the movie everything everywhere all at once which i really enjoyed seeing and i'm looking forward to seeing it again but I'll stay true to my love of musical theater. And I'll say that the movie Tick, Tick, Boom, which is a history of uh, Jonathan Larson, who who wrote the musical Rent. I absolutely love that movie.
4: That's the one with Andrew Garfield, right?
5: Yes, Andrew Garfield played. A wonderful John movie. movie. It sounds like two movies I need to watch. <laughs> I, I know
0: how good they are, but I've never gotten a chance to like watch them. So I will keep that in mind next time I'm looking for a movie.
5: I have to say, one of the, the exciting things about being involved at INIS this year is that I, I'm really looking forward to hearing about and seeing uh, a pretty interesting range of movies. I have no academic understanding, you know, and I'm not going to pretend to be able to talk about movies the way our cinema studies uh, faculty do, but I come to it as an avid viewer of movies.
4: No, I mean, both your recommendations are really good movies. I saw them myself like a little while ago. Um, So I think the film rose at Ennis will be satisfied by a response. (laughs) Oh, good. (laughs) I hope so. Well, Thank you so much for coming in. Um, It's been a pleasure talking to you, getting to know your interests, getting to know your work. We'll be looking forward to having you as the acting principal this year.
5: Thank you, it's a real pleasure. And I can't wait to meet more students and I'm really looking forward to to
0: the upcoming year. Thank you for listening to episode one of the Innisfire podcast. If you like what you hear, feel free to leave us a like, comment below and share this episode. Remember, the deadline to submit a video pitch for Issue 1 is October 31st. If you haven't done so already, please pick up a copy of the Innis Herald first issue of the 58th volume. The team had worked really hard to put it together, and we hope that you enjoy it. Coming up on the podcast is our very first Herald highlight. If you remember our pilot episode back in April, we had a short story segment. We know a lot of you enjoyed that part, so we have decided to create a mini-series to highlight our contributors' work in the form of an interview, so stay tuned for that. Next on the Innis Herald Pipeline will be our second issue, coming out this December. To learn more about that, follow us on Instagram at the Innis Herald to know when the pitch wish for issue 2 drops. If you're interested in contributing to the Herald, we welcome articles, fiction, illustration, video essays, animations, and film from all UFT students. You're listening to episode 1 of the Innis Herald Podcast. I'm Catherine Jumay, the online editor of the Innis Herald and producer of the podcast. Thank you for listening and stay tuned.